Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good morning. Good people. Wednesday. August 10th, 2022, y'all decided to wake up with Ray G, and for that, I appreciate you being here this morning, got a good show for you this Wednesday, the last show of the week, I'll be out this Friday for the Fantasy Football Expo, but uh, got a lot to talk about, excited, training camp, craziness, we got NFL football tomorrow, the preseason action kicks off tomorrow, got games tomorrow, I think on Friday, Saturday, I know there's a game on Sunday, so football is back. Excited to see uh, some of these young cats get on the field for the first preseason game. There are only three preseason games this year. If you guys forgot, there were three last year. They changed the rule, only three. So hopefully we get some of these uh, some of these players on the field to get a little taste of what they can do in-game action. College football. Don't think we got a lot of basketball talk for Mike Anderson today. But uh, Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, how are you doing? It's uh, it's. I'm excited with the preseason. You know, you got the expo this weekend, so that'll yeah. be fun. Meet yeah, the yeah. people. I'm curious Meet to see. People. You know, I I kind of want to see. I don't want to put it out there, but if you did get mobbed by a bunch of people and there was video of it, I would happily invite to <laughs> see that gonna, happen. There's not so, gonna be a mob. I, I can tell again, you again. I don't. I don't know what the ragey fam hysteria is out there because you weren't there last year, so people were excited. Yeah. You're excited. You're in the sleeper mm. bowl, right? Mm. So people people saw you in that. You got worked in the sleeper bowl. Did you see um, the video Royal for the Rumble? Super Bowl? How they did the draft <laughs> order? Probably the I dopest did. randomizer draft order thing that I've seen. That was BDGE. Shout out BDGE. That was fucking cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. But good morning to the people. Yeah, Last yeah. Last show yeah. of the week. So it'll be a good one. We're doing the 2023 mock draft from Damian Parsons of the Draft Network. So it'll be a good show. Let's see who we got in the building this morning. There's a lot of people in here. We got uh, James is the first person that popped up. Good morning to you, James. He's talking to, talking to Lindsey Mack. Good morning to James. I see Dynasty Barry in the building. Bruning is here. Mike A. What up, Mike? Dynasty Barry. Mike. Roro. Jeff is in the building. Big Shy. JP. The same usual suspects, baby. I love it. Patrick. Johnny Lillycrap in the building. Uh, who else do we got? Lindsey Mack. I saw Joe in the building. It's going to be a good show, Jay. We got uh, we got a mock from Damian Parson. Our boys over at the uh, the Draft Network. You know, that's my team over there. You're my a company my, man now. I'm a company, company man. man. I'm a company man with the Draft Network. So we'll check out DP's mock. Did you look at it already? Did you see some of the... Uh, I did. Did you see some of the names? He was bold at number five overall. I talked about he him was. yesterday. I like it. I like it. I think it would be... It would be good for us in fantasy if that if that happened because if that happened that meant that player's probably pretty damn good. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would like that. But uh, you got some uh, some stuff that you got to get to Jay, and I don't want to belabor the point because I want to get into the. There's some training camp stuff. I want to talk a little J.K. Dobbins. I want to talk a little Justin Fields today. I want to talk about some of these players. So let's go ahead and get into your uh, to your dealio, man. I think um, I think it's about time. What do you think, Jay? 
Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's get Jay Rich. And no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sending you cold like that. You get your, you get your shot, Jay. Let's get it. So, Ray, as you said, right, J.K. Dobbins activated off the pub. We talked about it on Monday. Good to see him in practice, but at the end of the day, I don't know how well he's really looking, right? You still can see a bit of a limp at times. You can still see that he is struggling with some of the drills. I saw one in particular where instead of planting off that right foot, you see the cross, right? He crosses his feet, tells you that he's not fully confident to make that step hard. And I get it, right? He's towards ACL a little bit under a year ago. So he still has a ways to go, but good to see him activated off the pup. What does it mean for us? Nothing really, right? We don't know if he's going to be active. We don't know when he's going to be available. We don't know what his timeline looks like. All we know is that he's back at practice. People are going to see that as a sign as, oh, he's ready to go. Good things, but he doesn't look so good. And I don't want to take away from him. It's good to see him on the field. Good to see him practicing, but doesn't look like he's fully ready to get into game action and to handle the 15 to 20 carries that people expect of him early on in the year. And on top of that, the Jets got some really bad news yesterday. Their star tackle, Makai Becton, he chipped his kneecap or something yesterday. It was, or on Monday, it was explained to me like this by our injury analyst from Destination Devi, Jeff Mueller. He said a piece of his patellar bone chipped off due to excessive force through either his quad tendon or patellar tendon. And he used it layman's turn to think of it like this. Think of if you bang a plate on the counter and a piece just chips off. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good for a guy who's north of 300 pounds playing left tackle for the New York Jets. It's not good for Zach Wilson either. He's expected to be out for the season, which, again, we don't expect a lot from the Jets, but it's not good when one of your star linemen is out for the year. And on top of that, you see reports over and over that Zach Wilson would be getting sacked like crazy in training yeah. camp. There was, a, I think, a string of five plays where uh, one of the beat reporters was saying he would have been sacked four times out of those five plays. But of course, in practice, there are no sacks. They don't stop the plays. But it's not looking good for the Jets right now. And for a team who had hope, you know, with Robert Sala and they were going to get things going, they drafted well, they have these good players. The optimism for me is going down a little bit. You know, you need that offensive line to help Zach Wilson out. If they're not there, they're not available. We saw what happened last season with the Jets and what it could mean for him this season. Maybe he can improve drastically, but this is not a good sign for the Jets, and they really do need someone to man his spot throughout the year. And without him, it's it's not looking so good for them overall. The bigger news, I think, for me, and one of the biggest pieces yesterday, was Roquan Smith, star middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears, requested a trade. And, you know, he's on his fifth-year option. He's phenomenal talent, probably one of my favorite linebackers coming out of college in a long time out of Georgia. But where does he ultimately end up, right? There's can't be that many suitors for him. The asking price would still be really high. He's obviously looking for an extension. He wants out of Chicago. Now, you know, we've seen Khalil Mack leave to go to the Chargers. Now Roquan Smith wants out. Maybe it's a ploy to get a new contract. I'm not sure, but it's not looking good for the Bears on defense. You know, kind of what they're known for. And we know the offense isn't looking so good right now, but... We'll see. It's it's not looking good. And I think the bigger point here is, is that what are the Bears going to do to stop the bleeding? It feels like every day they're getting a bad report. It was also reported that their wide receiver, David Moore, who maybe didn't even know David Moore was on the Bears, but another receiver going down for the Bears yesterday. So pretty much all they have is Darnell Mooney. Who not good. On their unofficial depth chart, Equinemius St. Brown was the starter opposite of Darnell Mooney. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, the Bears, it just every day, more and more bad news for the Bears. Their outlook is looking worse and worse. If they don't have Roquan Smith, I'm, I'm really not sure how they're going to compete 
for even third in their division. Like it's looking like the Lions are going to be third in this division. The Bears will probably end up in last place. On top of that small trade yesterday, Miami traded Adam Shaheen in the seventh round pick to the Houston Texans for a sixth round pick. Not so consequential there. They're probably going to cut him anyways. That's probably why they traded him. But a bigger story is that Jameis Winston is dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. He sprained it or potentially sprained his foot and ankle a few days ago. And so Andy Dalton has been getting a lot of reps in practice. But with that, he's apparently is targeting Michael Thomas very heavily. So there's been a lot of reports about Michael Thomas coming out of camp saying he's looking better and better as time goes on. I honestly think people should be paying attention to this. If you're in a redraft league, you should be at least taking a couple shots on Michael Thomas because every report coming out of camp is that he's looking better and better and better each and every day. And it's only August 10th. By the time August 30th, September 1st, September 5th come around, he, he could be, you know, up there in the upper echelon of receivers. I do hope he gets Jameis Winston back. We'll have to monitor that situation. And they did get Taysom Hill back as well. But on top of that, the Eagles star center, Jason Kelsey, did get a cleanup surgery on his elbow. It's not supposed to be a big deal. He was going to try and work through it. And there are an inside source within the league office saying that they're hoping he'll be back for week one. He is uh, on a, I believe it's a 122 straight start streak. Um, I believe it's the longest in the NFL by a mile. But it is interesting to see that he got that surgery. And then on top of that, Ray, the last little piece of news that we have is Roger Goodell had like a weird open Uh-oh. media availability in, uh, in a hallway of probably a hotel. Uh-oh. And he was talking about the Watson suspension. He was asked about it. And he basically said that, you know, the judge agreed with all of our points about Watson. And he believes that he should be suspended for a whole year. Now, Ray, I'm, I'm going to use your legal counsel here. I now, while the NFL, legal counsel. Do while not- the NFL is a private entity, you don't necessarily want the judge jury commissioner out there I, saying Watson be suspended for a year when there is a current appeal process going on. Again, Roger Goodell can do what he wants, but uh, it was definitely odd to see him just go out there and say, Washington should be spending for a year. The judge agreed with all of our points. And I know you said it before the show. It's looking like he's going to be out for the year, whether we like it or not. Roger Goodell appointed one of his boys to go hear the appeal. He's saying he should be suspended for a year. So it's looking like he's probably going to be suspended for a year, unfortunately. But, you know, this is what you had to expect coming into the year. And I think it's what is going to happen more likely than not. And hopefully we find out soon because we can actually take some action with that news finally. Jay, this is what the, uh, so we were talking about Justin Fields, right? So here's what, here's Fields. And this is what everybody needs to be doing with Fields right now. Where's the Pope at? Just freaking pray for Justin Fields. Like everybody, just prayer candle. Just take a screenshot of this and close your eyes and pray for one job. This is this is getting worse by the day. I mean, I, yeah. You know, we 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 bullshitted and joked about Vellis Jones the other. Every every receiver they have is going down. Everyone. Yeah. I didn't even know David Moore was still in the NFL. And he's hurt. Yeah. Byron Pringle's hurt. Nikhil yep. Harry hurt. They're trading for Jalen. Yep. This is this is what we should all be doing. I'm I am listen. And I went through and and they said he had a really good um a really good practice in that open scrimmage, right? They said yeah, yeah, yeah. Fields had a good practice. I'm I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking the question. If he's bad this year, and let's say it's not even a a product of him per se, but the talent around him isn't good. The wide receiver core is below average. Terrible. I, no, I, not below. It's I like, terrible. And we There's, like Darnell Mooney. We oh, love, love, him. love him. Darnell Mooney, but uh, the, it's just not good. What do they do? This is not the the, the organization that I'm just asking the question. Yeah. Is there any shot if Chicago ends up with the number two overall pick? 
number three overall pick and they got a shot at Stroud or Young or Levis or Richardson or whomever it is, would they do it? Would they do it two years into the field's experience? I'm just, just percentage. I think it's probably like 20%. I don't, I yeah, don't think it would I, happen, I, I, but. I mean, I, I, th- I might honestly go higher than 20%. I might go up to like 35. Well, I don't think it's a likely chance. I still think it, there's a chance, right? If he looks bad enough, I, I do think there's a possibility. And, and people, everyone on the show, everyone in the comments calls me Justin Fields hater. It's yeah. like, no, people, you need to understand that this is what we're facing here. If you are staring down the barrel of Justin Fields right now, you have to understand that he needs to overcome so many things. As bad as the Jacksonville Jaguars are, he has so much more. Man. Like Trevor Lawrence has so much more around him than Justin Fields does. And so for me, it's like I get what people are saying that I'm a hater because I don't like Justin Fields. It's not that I don't like him. It's the fact that he doesn't have anybody to work with. He has Darnell Mooney, who will be hyper-targeted, who I love this year because of that. Targets Mm -hmm. will be there. But outside of that, if Justin Fields doesn't run a ton this year, where is the fantasy value going to come from? And especially for what you're paying to get him right now, even still, even knowing they have no defense, even knowing that they have nothing. That's, this is that's the problem, I, I think. Jeff hit the net. More QBs are destroyed than developed. I complete. This is Jeff. I, I might credit. Or I, might, I, might, right I might steal this line from you because you are one hundred percent right, man. You you see a lot of a lot of QBs get destroyed, man. And I'm just I'm I'm a big Fields fan, man. Jay, there was a point in time going into 2021 where I had him as QB one. I was like, you he's did. QB one over T Law over all these cats. It's Fields, right? I just, I really hope that that this doesn't happen to Fields. And, you know, uh, I see Mac Jones just popped up in the chat. Reports are he ain't looking all that good because of the shit that's around him in New England, right? And now you you mm-hmm. got to take these reports with a grain of salt because there was one that dropped, I think, Monday after the show that Traylon Burks was out there lining up wrong, running the wrong routes oh, yeah. and running with the twos and Fake threes. And people went, like, for a 11-minute stretch, people lost their... I mean, he's a bust. He's he's running the wrong routes. Then the person that said that came back and tweeted and was like, well, actually, he has, he's been awesome during camp. There was one play where he lined up wrong and had to be corrected, like a lot of rookies, right? And he didn't finish yeah. through a route. So you got to be mindful. The wordsmith... On, on these tweets and how people frame stuff, completely, completely off base from where the consensus, the community took that quote. So, I mean, listen, li- li- we'll see, you know, like I, 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 I appreciate what the beat reporters are doing, right? I appreciate the news. It gives us something to talk about. It's content. We can, but let's, let's just reel it back. In a little bit, right? Because when I saw that Burks one, I was like, this is the first time I've heard that. I call bullshit. And then literally five minutes later, the guy who reported it, let me let me correct myself. That's not what has been happening or what. So I just, you know. Corey, I think uh, the problem was with, like, with the story you're talking about was someone quoted him, but he was misquoted. Like he wrote a story about Burks and, and about this thing. Someone else tweeted that out with misinformation. And then he clarified that report that someone else put out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I do 
I'm curious to see what happens with Mac Jones, because even Mike Reese, uh, the Patriots beat reporter for ESPN, was talking yesterday thinking that he may not play this week in preseason. But um, the other thing was that he was at a press conference yesterday saying that he's hopeful that they will get things on track. Everyone's learned new systems before. He's confident and he knows that when the time is right, he's going to be able to get it done. But yeah, it's a little bit concerning right now for Mac. You know, we're hoping he could take a step forward, but I'm, I am, I hate to say this, I'm a little bit fearful that Josh McDaniels had a larger impact on the offense than I'm willing to give him credit for, right? No, I'm not trying to no, say that no. it was all Here's Mac or it was all someone else, but it's it's scary to see what they're looking at. And these are the fears I had going in, right, is the lack of leadership from a coaching yes. perspective for the offense. Well, and it's showing itself every day. It's really going to be on Mac to get it together and not on the coaches to get them prepared for game day. It's wild, man. I think... What Mac was able to do as a rookie with the as a rookie in that system yeah. with the lack of weapons around him was amazing. But I think for me, Jay, it just shows how much Tom Brady covered up. I don't know yeah. if Belichick and McDaniels and all these other fucking people are just these all-time great minds, right? Because even the great Tom Brady was like I got to get out of here. You you have yeah. me. You have been asking me to make uh, a beautiful, uh, you know, painting out of absolute nothing. Right. You're, 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 you're having me make sandwiches out of dog shit year in and year out. He's ta- yeah. he's taking Julian Edelman, who was a quarterback at Kent State and, and putting him in the conversation to be putting in the, in the Hall of thing. Fame. <laughs> Julian <laughs> Edelman. You know, Dion Branch. I, I I don't know. You're you're kind of young, Jay, but they got a they got Troy Brown playing DB yeah. and wide receiver in the NFL. You know, and then when they finally give, when they gave Brady weapons, the the Patriots went nuclear. When they had Randy Moss for three years, when they had Wes Welker, right? But it, it, first of all, Mac isn't Tom. And then there's just there's no OC. You're bringing in Patricia. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I honestly. We look at New England as one of the as one of the savviest, the smartest, well-run organization franchises in the NFL that we've ever seen. And I'm looking around saying, nah, man, Tom Brady was the best we've ever seen. And what he was able to do in cup. It's I'm I am just like, they need it's, to get him some help. They scary, need to man. get Mac some help. Damien, Damien got him some help in the mock. We'll get into that soon. Yes, he did. But they got to get him some help, man. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's the biggest problem, right? And, and I know you – did you want to talk about Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold? Yeah, talk because, about it because I, I was – I mean – I kept saying I didn't think there was a chance that Baker starts the season. I was like, they're not going to start really? him. They don't want to throw him out there versus the Browns. But uh, at, at all reports, Jay, are, are – uh, Baker is leading the, leading the charge, right? And it's his, his job, job to lose. lose. Looks like Baker – I still am taking under 3,800 passing yards. I'm not <laughs> buying that. But all reports are it's Baker's job to lose. And it should, like, realistically, if he's that guy or at least kind of that guy that we thought he was coming out of OU, he should be the starter, right? I just, yeah. I didn't think he'd have enough time to claim it. But Samuel Darnold, we know what he is. I'll tell you who's looking all right is, the, is Matt Corral behind all of them. And I think there's a shot Matt Corral could play this year. But looks like Baker's going to get the nod. Is that good for... I guess that's good for the receivers, right? That's better. It's got to be better than Sam Darnold. Has to be. Yeah, I mean, what we know of Baker, if anything else, is he actually is an accurate quarterback, right? He's not necessarily known for his down-the-field prowess that they do need in that offense, especially for DJ Moore. But if he's going to be accurate, he can deliver the ball on time and be much more prolific than Sam Darnold. That's going to make a big difference. You know, how much better can he be than Sam Darnold? 
I don't know, but I think in a lot of ways we expect him to be better. And I think that's all we can hope for with this Carolina offense is that they need somebody to help them move the ball and make the play when they need one. And that just hasn't been Sam Darnold. And I think hopefully Baker can limit the mistakes on top of that. Sam Darnold not only had trouble making reads and making throws, but he also turned the ball over a ton. Now, Baker yeah. is known for turning the ball over a little bit, but if he can clean that up in this division, you know, maybe they can compete a little bit for second place. But overall, I mean, right at the end of the day, we're not expecting a lot from Carolina anyways. This is more so, I hope that Baker, Baker can re- rehabilitate his image in the NFL circles to hopefully get a contract with the Carolina Panthers or with another team in the future because this is really his shot to do that with a pretty good team around him. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall's getting some good reports out of camp. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see, but I think there's a chance he can do something. It just depends on how does that offensive line hold up and how does he look throughout the season. Well, I trust when it comes to like some of these training, Joe's all over it. I'm just telling you right now, I, I trust her when it comes to that. And she said that she was reading uh, in general the Pats new offense. It's it's easier for the running backs and O-line, but more complex for the receivers and quarterback quarterbacks or quarterback and Mac Jones. Yeah. I did see somewhere where that was the case. Um uh, I don't know, man. Again, it just to me, Tom Brady just covered up a whole bunch, man. I, I, I heard uh, um, I was listening to something and they thought one of the hot takes for the season was Bill Belichick's retires at the end of this year. He'll be 70. Um, I don't know. Jay, I know you're a Pats fan, but I've 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 heard a couple of people talking about yeah. Bill potentially retire. I just don't. Well, just, I think the I don't interesting know thing about that report, right? Is that there was, remember when Josh McDaniels was potentially going to go to the Colts, right? And he came back and a lot of the rumors were that Robert Kraft promised him the New England Patriots head coaching job when Bill retired. Right. So even back then, like, what was that? Like three or four years ago, probably now. He there was rumors He's of Bill 70, be retiring, right? Seventy. That's, I mean, How much shit. longer is he going to coach? I don't know. Because as long as he wants If it doesn't to. work out this year. Not to say that he has to go or anything. He's still defensively right. one of the best coaches in the yes, NFL, yes, probably one of yes, the best coaches ever in yes, the NFL. Yes. But, I mean, at this point, I don't know what we can expect. And I think the biggest problem for me is that at some point, they have to make a change to have an offensive system, right? Yeah, like, the NFL is just so offensively driven, and the Patriots are still just not doing that and not developing their offense from so many different areas. You need wide receivers to win in the NFL. Like, you really do. It. it it's so rare now that you're going to have a team just bull rush you to an AFC title the way the Tennessee Titans did. And they still had A.J. Brown, right? And Bill Belichick's the guy who passed on A.J. Brown for Nikhil Harry because he thought that he would go with his gut. And that's that's the biggest problem, right? Well, you here's have to the have thing, Jay. Here's the the thing, Jay. At sometimes in life, man, there just needs to be a change in leadership, change of voice, right? That same voice. You look at Coach K at Duke. When you've got yeah. people that have been locked in place all for for – 10, 15, 20 years, there needs to be a new voice. And I just, the Patriots way, like, I don't know if that shit works right now. You know, like everyone talks about it. The Patriot way was the Tom Brady way, man. I'm asking a question. Like, it it seems like it was more, was it Brady or Belichick? Who was, who was the real engine of that thing? At this point, it's very difficult to say that it's, it was Brady. Like, I think early on it was Belichick right? Because he covered up defensively a lot of the potential downfalls of the offense. But later in their career, it was 100% Brady. Like, I don't think there's any way around that. Bill Belichick didn't win them a game in the Super Bowl down 28 to three, right? That was Tom Brady. That was Tom Brady. So 
you know, you look at the Malcolm Butler interception, that was the defense in preparation, Correct. right? That's what Correct. won in the game. So that no, that again, was there's Pete, always that was Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll Pete lost Carroll that too, Super Bowl. That, 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 see, I, I feel for Seahawks fans because they should have had a a mini dynasty. That would have been the dynasty. Yeah, that would have been, been a mini dynasty. dynasty. That, I'll just run the damn ball. Speaking of Marshawn Lynch, DUI, not good. Uh, driving under the influence. I don't care how cool you are. That shit is just. I mean, in the, the things that we're seeing today, man, with with auto accidents and you know, yeah. you're just driving to go pick up your kid from daycare or or like don't drive that. Like I don't care, Marshawn Lynch. Like you know, love him for the field, love his personality, but man, and then the mugshot of him just not good, not good, man. Yeah. That's 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 neither here nor there. But they should have Seattle should have won that Super Bowl versus New England. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I th- I think that the biggest thing is that we need to figure out what is their plan here because they just they haven't shown us any semblance of what it could be. And a lot of ways, like we've talked about, I've talked about this before. I would so much rather have Luke Getze on the staff than having you know these former Patriot guys. Like it's just it's Bill keep bringing his guys back in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I don't like that approach because yeah. it may great be great for him, but it's not great for developing a new offense that's going to work in this day and age. Well, now that we've spent some time talking about Carolina and Baker and New England and the need for these players and all this other stuff, let's dive into uh so the Draft Network's very own Damian Parson at DP underscore NFL on Twitter, released a mock draft. Man, I, I I just, I love this, Jay. And what's going to be fun is tracking these mocks throughout the season because TDN is going to do that shit every Monday. We are going to put out a mock draft every Monday from one of the different scouts and just watching how the, the players shift. The value shifts. The value shift throughout the season. You know, I was in uh, Scott Connors uh, uh, group me. He, Scott Connors. Shout out Scott Connors. <laughs> Dynasty Chip. Still uses Love group Scott me. Connor. Still uses group me. You can't find anything in there. It's the worst communication device for a mass audience. But damn it, it works for Connors. So I'm in his group me. And we were talking yesterday about like the cutoff point. 2023 yeah. cutoff point rookie drafts. Like do you, where's where's the stopping point where you just you're, you're fine trading out? And uh, we're we're roughly around the 108, 109. You know, Dynasty Barry yeah. in our Discord, we've been collecting ADP. Dude, Barry, how many times has Barry bugged you about being up for a mock? Oh. But goddamn it, I Woo. love him for it. Every day. We need him to do it. So we're collecting this ADP for these 2023 rookies, like before anybody else in the industry. I mean, we're gonna we've got so much 2023 data. So it's interesting uh to just see this stuff play out. Do you want to like? Do you want to pull it up, or do you just want to talk through it? I, it's funny. I was gonna pull up the the ADP or pull up the mock. Well, I was gonna pull up the actual mock, like on the screen, or we can just talk through it. Make them go there. Y'all go there and check yeah, it out. The, well, the link the link is in the description of the video, yeah, so you can go there. The it's in the tweet. Um, if you want to go there, but it's all there, and you can follow all along right. with us. Well, let's talk about Carolina because we spent some time. I think we can all agree that whether it's Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, or Matt Corral, if Carolina loses and they're not good. They're going to draft a quarterback, right? Like, let's just, Baker's probably not the long-term answer, right? If he leads him to the playoffs, that's a different conversation. But right now, this mock, I know, playoffs, this mock is based on Super Bowl odds. So much like Kyle Krabs' first mock, DP has the Carolina Panthers selecting C.J. Stroud at number four overall. So we'll, we'll save the conversation with the quarterbacks in a minute. But at five, Jay, at five. The New York Giants, who by all reports, I trust these beat reporters with my life. Daniel Jones has not looked good. And 
He's probably not going to be good. I just am over. I'm over the Daniel Jones experience. Stop calling him Danny Dimes. Stop calling him cool <laughs> nicknames. It's Daniel Jones. That's his name. Is awful. And the New York Giants are taking one Anthony Richardson from your Florida Gators. You yes, like sir. you some Anthony Richardson. He does not like to go by AR-15 anymore. Anthony Richardson, Ooh. man, to the New York Giants at five overall, pairing in with Dayball, with Wondell Robinson, Saquon Barkley, and improving offensive front. That'd be an interesting fit right there. What are your thoughts on those two quarterbacks? CJ at four, Anthony Richardson at five. I'll just say this. If Anthony Richardson is good enough to go number five overall in the NFL draft at 6'4", 240, and runs about 4'5", dual threat, I think he would challenge for 101. I'm not saying that he would go okay. ahead of B. John Robinson, but in super flex formats, if Anthony Richardson is good enough to be the number five overall pick with his skill set, he would have to be in consideration for the 101. 100%. And so I'll make you a really easy comparison. I think he would just be a D1 version of Trey Lance in some respect, right? You know, the biggest thing with Trey Lance was that he didn't play D1. He was great, and, and the stats were there because he didn't play D1. But imagine if you took Trey Lance, his stats were a little bit worse, but he was playing in the SEC, right? I think that's where you see these comparisons. And I think the biggest reason why you throw A. Rich there is because of what he did for Josh Allen, right? So you're not just taking a quarterback who's good and ready. You're taking Dable, who took Josh Allen, molded him into a good quarterback, and Josh Allen was god-awful at Wyoming. We talk about this all the yes, time. Terrible. Dable took him, molded him, made him a great quarterback, an MVP-caliber quarterback. You take Anthony Richardson, super talented, raw tools, get him with Dable and see what Dable can do with him. And I think that's the reason why you see a pick like this happen. We've talked about Will Levis, you know, going to New York, same type of thing. Loss of raw tools. Yeah, and that's who Kyle Go Krabs with Dable, had. boom, go in with Dable. Dable can kind of clean up his mechanics, fix him, help him with his reads, all these things, turn him into a great quarterback. But here's with my Richardson, okay, go. Because well, well, we got to get through the rest of these, Jay. And here's my thing. I understand it's a big jump, bro, but here's the thing, y'all. I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Going into 2011, Cam Newton wasn't in anybody's first yeah. round, second round of mock drafts. Go back to 2009, people. Like, go just go look for yourself. And it, and if it makes it easy, just look at Matt Miller. Shout out Matt Miller. Go look. Yeah. He has done Bleacher Report way too early mocks right after the NFL draft, around the time that we're talking about this shit right now, right? And go back to 2009, man. From nine, 2009 to 2021, there have only been three times where the presumed top quarterback ends up being the pick in the NFL. Every year, there's somebody that comes out of nowhere outside of three years in that time frame. And some of y'all were in fucking elementary school in 2009, right? There's only been yeah. three instances where it's like been the guys all the way through. It's always players that kind of make this jump. Robert Griffin III in nobody's first round. Blake Bortles in nobody's first round. Uh, Daniel Jones in nobody's first round. And these guys end up being highly drafted picks. So I don't think it's too crazy with A. Rich here at five. And he's got the talent to do it, and he's going to have the schedule to get it done. I think he starts off yeah. 
Utah, Kentucky. So, I mean, he's going to have so many opportunities on the big stage to make an impact. But at six overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars go get wide receiver help, and they get, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in college football, Jay, Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU. Bryce Young goes to Detroit at seven overall, and Will Levis rounds out the quarterbacks uh, for this draft. There will be no more quarterbacks selected. Will Levis, the toolsy Big time thrower, big arm, big legs, uh, goes to the Seattle Seahawks at eight overall. So you got Bryce in Detroit, Levis in Seattle, Richardson in New York, and Stroud in Carolina. If this were to play out, which we know it probably won't, things will change. How would you rank those quarterbacks for Superflex? It would probably be, I'd probably start with Shroud still today. I put A-Rich after that, but I would put Levis over Young, I think. I think I mm. like Levis in Seattle quite wow. a bit. Um, again, it, we've talked about this before because we had Detroit, or Kyle Krabs had Detroit taking Bryce Young. Behind that offensive line, he could be great, but I think there's concerns about where he's going to look like in the NFL, right? He's not the biggest guy. He's very slender. How is that going to play out? We'll see, right? Looks great in college, but I want to see what evaluators think of him in the draft. Maybe he's a guy who slips a little bit because of his size. Everybody else, ideal size, big, strong, can see, over the, can see deliver the ball, great arm talent, all that stuff. So I would probably have Bryce Young fourth right now, but I love Kayshawn Boutte in Jacksonville. Love him. I think it'd be a great fit. Um, I'm curious how they would scheme him into the offense, but easily wide receiver one out the gate. And like you mentioned, wide receiver one in this mock. So I would be excited to see that for sure in Jacksonville. I think it'd be a great addition to the offense. Yeah, for me, if, if Richardson is good enough to go five overall to the Giants, he'd probably be my QB. Just that in like, he's the one because uh, Stroud isn't going to run. He's not going to give you, you're, you're banking on him being this surgeon from the pocket, which I don't know. Like, I just have questions yeah. about that. I don't think he's the quarterback one in this class, personally. Uh, I would take Richardson one, probably young two. And then I, I'll, I'll see. I don't know about Levis. And I, I just don't know about Seattle, period. I just, that's. I mean, at least he's got DK, right? Like, yeah, that's, he's got DK. That's big. At least he's got DK. Yeah, he's got DK. And he's got, and Kenneth, then he's got Walker. Kenneth Walker, right? And, and they drafted and Charles Cross. They draft yeah, they a, bring in both yeah. defensive line, right? Oh, I think okay. it could be a pretty good offense, right? Not this year. This year's going to be terrible, but yeah. future, I think, could be pretty good in Seattle. All right. Now, at 13, the New England Patriots and Mac Jones, whether it's Bill Belichick at the helm, Matt Patricia calling the plays. I mean, you would just lose it if this Inject would it into my you, veins. You would Inject go it into my nuts. veins. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the New England Patriots at 13 overall to pair with Mac Jones. Uh, Tyquan Thornton could run the flanker route yeah. and just clear things out. JSN in New England with Mac Jones, that'd be a nice fit. I I, I like that quite Disgusting. a bit. Uh, Jordan Addison to the Tennessee Titans. Jordan Addison, wide receiver from US, from Pitt, transferred to USC, Belindikoff Award winner. Uh, you know, they they do have Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips looks good, but Bobby Trees is a little bit older. Trees yeah. getting older. The tree is growing and getting older. Jordan Addison uh, from USC. That would make an... Um, It'd be an interesting, interesting wide receiver core, man. You got Addison on one side, Burks on the other side, Kyle Phillips. You know, you still got Robert Woods there. Uh, Tannehill, right? Tanny, Malik. We'll, well see Tanny's how that out, develops. Right? We'll see. Tanny's yeah. out. So I think it'd be curious how that quarterback room shakes out, right? Because Tanny, I think he has like a $43 million contract next year. So he's gone. Like, or he's going to be restructured in some semblance. But I think what this would do would actually be to bump Kyle Phillips down. And I think you move Robert Woods into the slot full time. I think it'd be a great compliment having Burks and Addison 
So, outside, moves Woods into the slot permanently as uh, the third receiver option um, as he gets older, obviously coming off injury. But I think that would bump him into the slot permanently and then probably would mean the end for Kyle Phillips until Robert Woods ultimately retired or they moved on from him if Kyle Phillips looked good enough. Five-star but I would Pete love Addison the- there. Pete asked a question a little minute ago. He was like, well, then what the hell was the point of Carolina drafting Matt Corral? That was a wasted pick. I mean, kind of. They got to do something, man. I mean, but it, they didn't have Baker at the time. Yeah, they didn't right? have they Baker didn't. at the time, Pete. You got to. They did not have Baker at the time. Um, they wanted him, but they didn't have him at the time. Yeah, they, they but here's were, the thing. They, if they if, if Carolina, him. if they clean house, it was a wasted pick. And at that point, it's sunk cost. It doesn't even matter. Like the new regime would just be like, he was a what was Corral a fifth a round pick, rounder, right? Like it's again, it's, yeah, there's no some Four, third rounder, third, third round pick, yeah, third round pick, yeah. They, they'll just yeah, third. They'll just it, it, it will be a wasted pick because he won't be the quarterback there. All right, let's go through the mock offensive skill position players. Bijan Robinson goes to the Miami Dolphins at twenty two. One hundred and one that we, we're locking him in right now. But if you yeah. get one of those quarterbacks, if a Richardson is number five overall. I think in Superflex formats, you can make the case Are you for... Calling? What'd you say? Now. You're calling it now because Bijan's been one-on-one. He's, he's going to be the one-on-one. If, even if one of those dual-threat quarterbacks, they get, if they get drafted in the top five, you know, to the Giants, we'll see if Carolina gets a new coach. I'm just saying with one of those two, because they do provide the rushing floor at the quarterback position, I think it's a conversation. I'm not saying I would do it yet. I'm not saying I would take him over Robinson, but you, Richardson goes to the combine and he measures at 6'4", 242, and runs a 4'5". Any other quarterbacks, even Levis, I don't think he's got the rushing ability to where I would take him 101 over Bijan. If you want to make the case that, you know, A. Rich goes out there, Heisman finalist because he has a phenomenal season, Florida wins a ton of games. He gets that, you know, really high-end draft capital. You can make the case, but I think that, you know, it, it would only be Anthony Richardson that could trump him for me because, like you said, Stroud can't run, so he's got to be a phenomenal quarterback. Bryce Young, kind of the same thing. And Levis can run, but I don't think he's quite there to where I would take him over Bijan because Bijan's going to be the guy. We know that already, right? We only talk about him in Miami. It's a great fit. They need a running back zone scheme that would work for him pretty well. So I do like the fit, obviously, and I think it's a good pick by Miami. But Jeff, interesting in this mock, to, only tech, 31 picks. Jeff, he talked to me. What's up with Jelani Wood? I was never in on the Jelani Woods train. <laughs> uh, is he really struggling or not? I've, I've, I was never in on that. But I love this pick by Dame here. At 24, the Cincinnati Bengals just add more weaponry, and they get Michael Mayer tight end out of Notre Dame. I know my oh. man Fusuvu calls him Jalen Weidermeyer. I get it, but I'm not. I'm not going there yet. I think. Why? Well, I think uh, Michael Mayer is the top tight end in this class. I still love me some Eric Gilbert, Jaheim Bell, Sam Laporte is nice. If Mayer goes to Cincinnati, I mean, majority oh. of the leagues that we play in, Jay, are tight end premium. I, I would love it. I that, would love it. That'd I would be love incredible. It incredible to get Michael Mayer on Cincinnati. That'd be a good incredible. fit. Incredible. But again, it comes down to like, it reminds me of Pittsburgh and Pat Fryermuth going there because it's like, how do we possibly project what his targets will be? What his ceiling looks like playing with T Higgins, playing with Joe Mixon, playing with Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow throwing the ball, which is awesome. But Again, it's like, oh, you just love the fit, but you just hope that he can really return on that investment that you're going to spend on him. Because if he was in another offense that they don't have as many weapons, he'd be much better for fantasy, but he'd be awesome in Cincinnati. That team would be unreal on offense for sure. 
All right, the Baltimore Ravens add another wide receiver. The same Kyle Krabs had the same wide receiver pegged to Baltimore at 25. Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU. I, I, the, the drum beat for Quentin Johnston is getting louder and louder. Some people are calling him wide receiver one in the class over Boutte, over JSN. You get the size, the athleticism reports are he's jumping 46 inches vertical jump, which is insane. insane. That's that's. That's ridiculous. That's an Olympian right there. That's an yes, that's an Olympian. But Ravens probably need another wide receiver opposite of Rashad Bateman. So I think that would be a really good fit for the Baltimore Ravens. Here's 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 a shocker. Here's a shocker. Here's a shocker. The Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert gets a weapon at tight end, and none of you in the chat have heard this name ever. Because I've never heard the name. But Tucker Craft, tight end out of South Dakota State. And Jay, you actually pulled some Tucker Craft highlights. But 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 Damon Miami saying Dolphins Tucker, trade of the day. He's saying Tucker Craft's a first round tight end. We'll see. I don't know who I, he I is. I don't know. Like I said, some- I did never heard of him until I looked at this mock. Legit. Never heard of him. But you know, looking at this, see some highlights, some open field ability, breaking tackles. I mean, uh oh, Bruning giving him the, the size, endorsement. Right? Tucker Craft, you mean the new? So Bruning, talk to us. Talk to the people. Is Craft is Craft legit? I don't know him. I, I, he I, looks good. He looks good. He. I, I, that's why I'm like shit. I've never seen this guy. Who is this guy? And uh, Stanley Trevion Anderson is 2024. He's not in this draft class. Uh, and yeah. the last offensive skill position player that DP has in his mock. Jermaine Burton from the Alabama Crimson Tide transfer from Georgia going to the Buffalo Bills at 31. So this would tell me that Gabe Davis did not. The Gabe Davis experiment (laughs) didn't work out. And they said we need to go get a proper two uh, outside of Stephon Diggs. But Josh Allen gets another weapon in Jermaine Burton. So we saw quite a few wide receivers go in this uh, in this mock. We saw two tight ends, four quarterbacks and one Running back, uh, I thought this was a fantastic mock. I love the fits of the players. Uh, Chicago did not go quarterback. They upgraded their offensive line, and Will mm-hmm. Anderson going number one overall. I think think Houston's going to be a little better than the Super Bowl odds are giving them right now. But what were your thoughts on these landing spots for fantasy purposes, man? I, I really like them. I, I quickly want to get your thoughts on Quentin Johnson to Baltimore because I don't think it's the best fit, but... You know, it it can maybe work out for them. I think they just need a guy who can just run good routes and make plays on offense instead of going after these freaks. But I guess that's what Rashad Bateman is supposed to be. But yeah, Matt Bruning is is pumping him up. Bruning is pumping up this Tyler Kraft guy. He is pumping him up, said good blocker, better athleticism than Brock Bowers. And he would be his tight end one in campus to Canton leagues. Wow. All right. Let's get it. And CJ said he loves that pick for the Bills, grabbing uh, Jermaine Burton from uh, yeah. from Alabama. I thought this was good. I gave you my thoughts on Quentin Johnson. I think it'd be a good fit. I think it'd be a good fit in Baltimore. I think Rashad what does Bateman. What for Bateman, though? I think, I that's think Bateman would. St- if Bateman does what he should do this year, he's the one. They still need somebody else. Stop it with James yeah. Prochet and Tylen Wallace and Willie. St- they're, they're good complementary role players. They're not proper number twos. They would still need somebody else. And given Lamar's, you know, he's not the most accurate quarterback there is, having a big target like that sort yeah, of gives sure. him some flexibility to not be as accurate when at least. You're targeting targeting a six foot four, two hundred and 
15, 220 pound yeah. wide receiver with the crazy wingspan. So I think I would like it, man. I think it's a good fit. You you need a wide receiver too. Like uh, Pete said, you need a wide receiver too. And there goes Joe sure. said uh, wide receiver one. I'm not going there, but I, I, he's a he's a round one wide receiver, and I do think I, I I don't think JSN is the one. That's just my opinion now. I know. And here's the thing: he's gonna smash this fall, and everybody's gonna say oh. Ray. He put up 1,900 yards. He's the one. I don't think he's the one. I, and there are a lot of people with concerns about about JSN and his ability to do different things. I just I don't think so. I would love Quentin Johnson in Baltimore. Kayshawn Boutte is still my one. And Quentin Johnson is slowly creeping up the ranks for me as well, man. Yeah. And so do you think that Jermaine Burton could rise even further than this in yes. this mock draft? Because, there, you know, yesterday, I believe, at a media availability, Bryce Young did speak very highly of Jermaine Burton, saying that he could be the lead guy on this offense. Nick Saban said similar things. Bill O'Brien was talking up Jermaine Burton as well. You know, he's just talking about the explosiveness that he possesses. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> just talk to the people, man. They're talking about you getting tossed. Yeah, they're, they're in the talking Royal about Rumble. this fictitious Royal Rumble ring where I got tossed out of the ring for the sleeper bowl and you know Jack Settlement threw me out. That's bullshit. If we really did the Royal Rumble, I'm winning it. I'm beating everybody in that ring that was in that ring the other day. Go ahead, man. Except Cooter Doodle. Cooter Doodle would probably kick my ass. But other than that, uh I I'm I wasn't getting tossed out in 10 seconds like that damn simulation. Go ahead, Jay. Sorry. No, I was just, I think that, you know, whether it's Tyler Harrell or Jermaine Burden, one of them I think yes. will probably be in the top 20 come come May, right? Come April. So I think it's just important to notice these things because when you see him in the first round already, Dame has a reason for that, right? And and we all know that there will probably be an Alabama receiver who does that just because of what we believe of Bryce Young on top of yes. that. But I think yes. it's worth monitoring yes. for sure to see what happens. And Tyler Harrell, we haven't even talked about. It's going to be fun. I, I I can't wait. So I think what we're going to do in the season, Jay, is our Monday shows will be more NFL-focused. Wednesday shows, probably looking at the college stuff, kind of recapping yeah. the college. And then Fridays would be kind of free-for-all, a mix of college, mix of NFL. Because we got to do both. Because we got to tri- yeah. follow this shit in college and, and get the people <laughs> oh, yeah. ready. So uh, appreciate it. Hey, Dame is in the building. Dame What's is up, in Dame? the building. Appreciate the, appreciate the mock. DP, I thought you did a hell of a job with this one, even though uh, you stuck my boy Will Levis in, in Seattle. You did a hell of a job. Make sure you check out the link to his mock in the description. Uh, I, I, want, I don't want to give it all away, but one-on-one is Will Anderson, and he will continue to be everybody's one-on-one uh, yeah. because he's the best player in college football, in my opinion. But make sure you tap into uh, the Draft Network, everything we got going on over there. Jay, anything you want to say to the people? We don't have a show on Friday. No show on Friday. We we might do something, maybe, but we'll be in Canton. So there will be no morning show for sure. Um, But next week is full freaking go, man. We got preseason. We'll talk about all of that. Anything else you want to say to people before we get out of here today? No, man. Enjoy the preseason. Don't overreact. Don't. Overreact. Bullshit. Overreact. Don't overreact, man. Don't do it. Don't overreact. We, We will see everything we'll watch the games we'll digest it all and we'll talk about it on monday but don't go crazy just because you see kyle phillips go off for 100 (laughs) yards in the second half just relax we will talk about it i'm sure we will have some takeaways right there will be some actionable content that we have i'm overreacting but don't go don't go crazy i'm just telling you right now i'm overreacting i'm just i'm just letting you know i'm going to overreact and we're going to talk about it on monday jay you were the level-headed one on this show so uh i'm gonna let you do the outro man you do the outro get us you've never done the outro do the outro get us out of here jay 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. DP, thank you for your mock and letting us mock your mock. You did a great job. Everyone have a great weekend. Ray, hope you have fun at the Expo, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Enjoy football this weekend. We are out. Peace.